Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Conversations with Toy. Today is season four, episode one. And I am extremely, extremely blessed to be here um, for us to be back together in this space. And I have said it all in seasons one through three. If this is the first time that you are listening to Conversations with Toy, this is your first time, don't let it be your last. Get comfortable if you're in a position to be comfortable. If you are working out, we want to send all of the amazing vibes because I know I love to listen to podcasts when I'm working out. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, we're just grateful for you to be in this space. So we are back. We took about two to three weeks off. And what have I done in those two to three weeks? I have just been my normal blogging, the, you know, taking care of the children, being a wife, um, outside is opening up here in Philadelphia. So there's been a lot more media events for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, my name again is Toy and I am a blogger, a lifestyle blogger here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm obviously a podcaster else you wouldn't be hearing my voice. I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I have a lot of lot of hats, right? And with all of those different things, I do write for other publications. I just have my little stokes in all kinds of fires. And with that being said, because outdoor is opening up, the world is opening up, masks are becoming a thing of the past. Uh, even here in Philadelphia, as of right now, we a lot of the restrictions that were here are no longer there. So stores are at capacity, uh, 100% capacity. I think theaters, um, pretty much everything is going to be at 100% capacity. So life is a lot different and looking a little different since the pandemic has originally started, which in some respects, that's great. I'm not sure what type of I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know what that's going to look like for everyone. And I definitely don't know what that's going to look like for our household. My husband and I have been really, we're not ready to fully 100% jump in. We have attended some things that we felt is safe. We have not done as many family oriented things only because I want to keep my children as safe as possible. I have one child that's eligible to get the vaccination. And then I have two other children that are not. So it's kind of little, you know, it's a little topsy-turvy about what we're going to do. But no matter what we are going to do, we are going to just find ways to do things like road trips and things like that because we can sort of kind of control little things that we do as a family, as a unit. Um, so yeah, in these last few weeks of being quote-unquote off, I want to say it's been more just the normal everyday um you know, getting things done. Um, I did re- miss recording. However, if you missed it, I did do a bonus episode that actually aired last Friday. So technically, we only really had like maybe one or two weeks off. Um, that opportunity came in kind of fast and fierce. 
um, to support AAPI, which is Asian American Pacific Islanders. I know that the month of May, we kind of give them and when I say them, I'm talking about the Asian American community and Pacific Islanders, this spotlight. But to me, just like with African American, just with black, we have to give all everybody their due. And it shouldn't just stop at a conversation where we do things at one part of the month and then we just leave it alone. Like we have to have these continued conversations so that we can find ways of taking um, conversations to action. So I was grateful to be a part of the conversation and the movement. And with that being said, I would do want to uh, preface that these next couple of weeks that we are going to be talking, you know, the summer is still in full force. I would say the unofficial start to summer is in full force. So episodes will still be going on as scheduled, even with the summer. But a lot of the topics are going to be geared towards the summer things that are happening um, during this time, because I like to support every last one of you the way that we needed to be supported in the season that we're in. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about self-care fails. We all know that we're supposed to be practicing self-care. Self-care is not something that you practice on Sundays. It's not something that you practice, you know, once a week. It is self-care daily. It's something, finding something for yourself that helps to alleviate your mood. It's something that makes you feel a little bit better about yourself. It's just something that you do that's specific to you. It's great if you have a partner that wants to participate in something and you guys have something that can work for the both of you. But in my household, what I feel is good for self-care may not work for my husband. You know, he's been on the episodes before. We talked about how our relationship is. So for me, I like to work out sometimes. For me, just working out can be self-care. For him, it's about health. So he may not see that as self-care, although it could well be. But for him, it may just be, I just want to get up and get active. Um, for me, I like to read. He's not the type of person that's going to read a book, but he liked to, he may like to sit down and watch a, one of his favorite shows. Self-care is a daily responsibility, in my opinion, to ourselves, basically filling up our own cup. I notice sometimes that we just want to do for other people. We keep giving and giving and giving at some point in the midst of giving to every last person and you don't have enough for yourself. I just don't foresee how that's going to be helpful in making sure that you know, you're feeling good, your mind is right, your body is together, like it takes a lot. And we all heard people hear people say that, you know, they have to work out, and we have to drink our water, and we have to mind the business that pays us. All of that is a lot of work. And by the time you put that energy in just doing that, you'll find very and very, very often and very quickly, how much and how time consuming it is. But taking that time, for yourself is imperative. So we're going to be talking with today Vera Fair. Vera is an amazing woman. She is, first of all, an amazing businesswoman. Okay. She is highly educated. She has a lot of hats. She's on a lot of boards. She is, she's amazing. So we're going to have her later on in the show today, just talking about self-care fails. And when I say self-care fails, self-care fails truly has to do with the fact that recognizing that you actually do need self-care and what happens when you decide or you just don't find it or you're not really tapping into it like we, you're supposed to. So we're going to talk to her a little bit um, later on the show, but I also want to just have a conversation about some of the things that I have found for me to be a self-care fail. Um, there have been times when I felt like I was really exhausted and I was really tired. And instead of taking that rest, instead of taking that full stop, I'll just add more to the plate. So I know that my, my calendar is completely booked. I'll add in just one more meeting 
and then get mad that I took the meeting. Like I had an option to not take the meeting. The meeting probably could have been pushed a different way. But of course, you know, trying to do all the things, I found myself burning out. And burnout is real. I don't understand why we don't see that. I don't want us to get into a situation where we've burnt out to the point where now our physical health, which is usually the first thing to go when you're burnt out, is your physical health and your mental health. Because now you're frazzled, you're all razzled, you're all all over the place. And then your body, you're getting sick. You know, you're having all these unexplained symptoms that, you know, you go to the doctor and they're not quite able to figure out what's happening, but you're, you know, you're feeling the sickness. It's not that the, the, the symptoms are not there. It's not like it's not real. It's very real, but we can't duplicate it as far as we can't figure that out. The blood tests don't reveal that something is wrong. You know, you've had tests after tests. You can't figure it out. Nine times out of 10, it's stress. Nine times out of 10, it's a burnout. And burnout can happen in every walk of life. Vera is an accomplished uh, uh, corporate. She's a, a businesswoman. I am building a lifestyle blog and I have that business and I have the podcast and I have other, you know, revenues, streams of revenue coming in and revenue and how I work, but being burnt out and trying to do, okay, well, I know I got to do this and I got to, this client, I got to figure this out. And so I got to do this, like all of these doing and not doing enough for ourselves, I'm telling you, burnout is super real. And the last thing you want to do is find yourself sick. Because I've been doing, I've done that. Now I have, have been doing it, but I have done that. Where I've gotten sick and couldn't figure it out. And here, it was burnout. Saying no, exercising that no muscle, it works. And not everybody is skilled at doing that. It takes a lot of bumps and bruises in life to get to that point where you're just like, hmm, I don't have the time. So that's what we're going to talk about later. But for me, I just want to always encourage every last one of us that we all have different titles. Not all of our titles are one and the same. So with your titles, with your hats that you're wearing, with the responsibility that you have on your life, your cup cannot continuously be empty. Or you can't just have a few drops for yourself. Your cup has to run over for yourself. I personally, during these two to three weeks that we were, you know, not freshly recording, was just enjoying like having a less of a record day. Like I didn't have to do that. I was able to like, okay, let me take that time. And you know what I was actually doing? I was like, I'm going to take that time and actually go to bed. Like going to bed early or even just on time is a blessing. So those are types of things that I've been more, you know, in tuned with. Since we've had our last break, I've one of my kids have had a birthday. So shout out to my oldest. She just turned 12, which means pray for me, right? That means send some automatic prayers. We are in the preteen phases, sure enough, and everything that comes along with those preteen phases. So yeah, I am questioning my own parenting sometimes. I think any good parent would and always making sure that I'm giving her or any of my other children the best of myself. And the best of what they need. Like I always ask them what it is that they need. What is it that we can do um, better? And like typical children, they say, you're doing fine. Everything is fine. So when they don't give me the answers directly, what I do pay attention to is the frustration. So when they're frustrated, that lets me know that those are areas that need to be worked on. Because it's like children, sometimes even as adults, we know the things that are bothering, but sometimes we feel like we can't speak up because 
We don't want to hurt another person's feelings. So I get that. So I try to pay attention to the things that they're not saying by their actions, by their reactions, by the way that they're responding or, you know, you can just pay attention to your kid. A mom knows their children. And so that's what I try to pay attention to the most because these preteen years, I'm not going to let it take me out. I refuse because by the time we get to them teenager years, I don't have time for her or the other ones to try to gang up on me. Like, you know, me and my husband is trying to, you know, build a fortress around here because these kids, you know, they'll do the most and they're not going to come over here and start doing the most where we're the store household. They just not. So we want to love them through these phases, through these new challenges, through these new changes, because let me tell you, it's quite a lot. And you know that I like to tell you what the national holiday is holidays are and it's quite a number of them one being national donut day by the time you have heard this podcast if you're listening to this a little later you should have if you love and don't love donuts you should have indulged I personally um, have enjoyed a very amazing vegan donut if you don't know I am vegan I don't think that it's for everyone I've never tried to push my lifestyle on other people it's just not something that Um, I do not even inside of my house and definitely not outside of my house, but, um, my favorite, and I'm going to give them a shout out. My absolute favorite vegan donut spot is Dottie's donuts. They are located on Springfield um, Avenue here in Philadelphia and on South sixth street. Let me tell you, if you're ever in Philadelphia and you even think that you don't even have to be vegan, they're for vegetarian vegan, they have it all. But let's just say you wanted to try a donut that's more plant-based, right? And you want that donut to taste like an actual donut and not just like some dry cake. I'm going to tell you to go right now to go to Dottie's Donuts. Dottie's Donuts is super bomb. They have the most decadent flavors. I, listen, I could treat myself to donuts almost at least twice a month. Just twice a month. I will tell you right now, I will caution you. You don't need a whole, you don't need a whole dozen. But if you did, I'm not going to judge you. I think uh, for me, their donuts are not like Dunkin' Donuts where they're they're small and cute and little small. No, these donuts is donuts, right? These are like the donuts you need in your whole life. Like these donuts was blessed by God. He blessed them and sent them to Dottie's. Dottie sent them to my house and you can get them delivered through Uber Eats. So don't think you don't, if I don't, you don't want to ride over there, let them ride over to you. I'm telling you right now, they're life changing. They will literally change your life. Dottie's donuts, I have been eating them for years it's the best part of being vegan. It's like, oh, when you find a good bakery, it's hard to find a good bakery or a good donut spot. But this is it. Dottie's Donuts. I'm giving y'all a shout out. I don't care. It does not even have to be anything attached to it. It is what it is. Get yourself some Dottie Donuts if you're ever in the Philadelphia area. I promise you it's life changing. These donuts is legit. Um, so if you haven't gotten a chance and you're listening to this pretty early and you're in the Philadelphia area, go ahead and get you some. It's worth it. Um, so what I would also say is this actual National Donut Day, I got a little carried away because being donuts, is, it's, you know, we go together. It's also applesauce cake day. I don't know if you've ever had an applesauce cake, but a strawberry applesauce cake, get on your Google, get on their Pinterest. It is good. My mom has, you know, she makes a super bomb applesauce strawberry applesauce cake and I have the recipe and I'm telling you right now it's good it's also also national hug your cat Um, my cat Tiki ain't having that he'll let me pat him on his head but to go hug him I'm not getting scratched so we're, we're done with that it's also national cheese day and old maid's day cheese is life even for vegans vegan cheese really good vegan cheese is really hard to find 
And so when I find a couple of great vegan cheeses, I will gravitate towards them. It kind of makes me want to throw together a great um, uh, cheese board. So I don't know if I may do that, but nonetheless, that is your national holidays for today. Um, and um, get your donuts because donuts are life. So a story that went down, we like to talk about at least one story that has been going around on social media. And I think it's very fitting that we talk about it today because if we're going to be talking about self-care and getting your life together and all those great things, um, comedian Monique has made an uproar in the last few days about wearing hair bonnets on your head. Um, and this is specifically more or less to black women, not necessarily to any other group. And I'm not saying that any other group doesn't wear headscarves and things on their heads because that we know that's not the case. All different women wear it. But specifically, this comment was made towards black women. I personally do not um, wear my hair bonnet outside. I have unfortunately recorded with it almost like, a, you know, I'm in my house. This is like my day to day. This is kind of like how my day is going. And if I'm in my house, I'm going to wear my hair bonnet up to a certain point. I'm not trying to wear my hair bonnet from the time the sun up into the sign sign the sun goes down but I'm not gonna sit there and say I've never done it um I'm not a type of person that's gonna wear sweat not necessarily sweatpants but I'm not gonna wear my pajamas outside because I just don't see the value in it I just don't think that it makes another black woman unvaluable like she was trying to put into perspective I just think that we do need to think about the things that we do when we go outside for me that's my personal opinion I have seen all of the different responses about people saying that it doesn't devalue women should wear what they want to wear and I'm not telling a woman what to not wear I'm saying for me personally I'm not going to wear those things outside why because there's just way too many cute sweatpants sweat outfits um, fabuletics things like that that you can wear that has been completely acceptable to wear outside in the public that would make you look snatched cute and put together so for that reason and that reason alone that's why it's just not in for me to do it. I will be comfortable wearing a cute, you know, putting my hair up in a ponytail, put on a, a cute t-shirt. I love a statement tee with a cute little pair of shorts or just a cup of sweatpants if I have to run out the house really quick. That works for me, but I can't tell you what works for you. I just know what works for me. So what Monique is saying is that we need to do better of showing up at the airport and different avenues and different places and basically looking a hot mess wearing slippers. I don't know about that slipper thing because there's way too many cute little slides that you can put on slippers and house shoes. That's a bit extra deep for me. I can't even fathom going to the airport. I personally have an airport outfit when I go to the airport and it it's like I wear the most cutest but comfortable outfit when I'm going to the airport. Now, it's been over a year that I've been to the airport, but nonetheless, when I ever have ever gone to the airport, I'm coming in there looking halfway decent cute. One, because I don't need TSA up on me looking at me all sideways. That's why I do it. And I like to be cute because I'm probably going to take a picture that I'm going to post because as a blogger, I'm showing different aspects of my life. And as I'm traveling, I like to show those things as well. Now, I do not show those things in real time because as a blogger, I also want to keep myself safe because I do a lot of solo travel. So because of that, I want to make sure that I'm not looking like an easy, easy target. That is my personal perspective. It may not be your personal perspective, but it is mine. So yes, you will not catch me out at the airport with my pajamas on and you won't catch me in my slippers and you surely will not catch me in my bonnet because there's way too many head wraps that are majorly cute from like the rap life. Have you ever heard of the rap life? 
they have the most cutest of things that you can put in your hair that would make your hair look stylish and cute. But when you know you're going to the airport, you might not want to wear that because they may make you take it off. So make sure your hair underneath is right because if they make you take that off and you go through that little thing and it's not enough and they want to wind you and take that down, just be prepared. That's the only thing I can say. For me, I'm going to go to the airport as comfortable but stylishly cute as possible because again, for me, the airport outfit is important. I actually will specifically look for an airport outfit, um, outfit either when I'm leaving or when I'm coming back. It could be stylish. It could be casual. It's just going to be comfortable for sure. Um, so that's just me. That's my personal preference. Again, you could take away what you choose to take away from that. I'm not telling people what to do, what they should or should not do. She is older. I respect that. Older people are going to have a different thought process about what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And a lot of it has a lot of wisdom to it, although we may not want to hear it. So you got to take what's for you and leave the rest. That's how I operate in life, period. What is for me, I take. What's not for me, I leave. So don't get wrapped up in what Monique and other people are saying. Don't get wrapped up in my opinion. My opinion works for me. You have to find out what works for you. If you feel like Monique is off and you're going to wear your slippers, do you right? I'm going to see you. I'm going to look at you and keep it moving. Like I don't have time to sit around here judging some woman because she has whatever in her. I just don't have the time because 90% of the time when I'm at the airport, my anxiety level is already on a high because I want to make sure I'm at the right gate. And one time I actually went somewhere, I was going to a girl's trip and they changed the gate on me and there was like no email, no announcement, or at least I didn't hear it. And I literally had seconds to run. When I tell you they were about to shut that door and I was about to be on the left train, this is the reason why I don't have no time to worry about what another woman is wearing because I need to make sure my anxiety levels. So when things like that happen, I can recover and get to my spot. My anxiety level goes up as soon as I get to the airport and I go through security. Then it goes back down. So then I go get my snack and my if it's time for me to get a drink, I'm going to get a drink. And after that, it's going to be time for my anxiety level to go up again because now I got to get to the gate and make sure that I'm good. Then when I get on the plane, Lord, get us to the, you know, through the airways, you know, safely and let us land. So those are where I tend to have more care than what somebody else is wearing. I have seen it all at the airport myself. I'm not tapping no woman and telling her to get on to do better. That is not my job. I'm not trying to get beat up at the airport or start a fight or get myself put on the ban list. I'm trying to get from point A to point B. And now with COVID, I need to make sure that my mask and whatever I need for the airport is there and I'm ready to go. So you can believe that in the next couple of months, I'm going to be traveling, but it will not be worrying about whether somebody has house slippers on. I'm going to see it. Remember what Monique said? Look at me, know that I'm good and keep it pushing. And I think that's kind of how we have to do things, right? We just have to have that type of mentality. Um, but back to this self-care talk, because we talk about it often. And I think it's important because like I said, burnout is real. But self-care and not even taking care of yourself, I promise you, not only are you going to be physically sick, but you could be mentally sick. I had did a blog and I'm going to leave that um, blog in the, the show notes where I was talking about something as simple as using an adult coloring book. Now, adult coloring book is different than the kids no, um, coloring book. One, it's more expensive. So just so you know, it's going to be between $6 and $10. If you catch a sale and get it for five, high five yourself. You have won. That's a good price. But that's the price that they're going to be. And some of them I've seen are little are going to be a little higher because you can get some books that are really, you know, you got like 100 pages in there for coloring. 
the coloring themselves are going to be more intricate because you're supposed to be taking your time, not scribbling across the thing like you still in kindergarten. You're not supposed to just be scribbling across the way. I will say when I've had a high stress day, I have done that because that was a way for me to exert that energy. But I will say if you're going to get a coloring book that's for adults, please invest in some good colored pencils. You can't do the 12. Get you get you a little higher number than the 12 color pencils. Like invest in this self-care activity, right? It's a simple activity. You can spend this money, you know, about good $20, $25 and have those good coloring, you know, color pencils. Um, and you have a good book, but it'll give you days and maybe even a few weeks of just taking your time with this coloring book. I promise you, if you've never had an adult coloring book and you're wondering to yourself, should you, I promise you, you should. Why? It's self soothing. It's completely quiet. It's not something that you share with your children. Get them the dollar one. My kids have too many coloring books that I find and some of them make it to the trash because they don't be appreciating coloring books. When you become an adult and it becomes your money that you spend, you just have a little bit more respect for it. So go ahead and spend a couple of dollars, get that coloring book. Find things that you can do that is about self-care. It could be as elaborate as if you're comfortable and going out into the road and get a massage. I used to do that. I used to get my facials every six weeks. Those are beautiful. But when you can't afford that, you can make your own shower, your bathroom, a spa, right? You can go get a couple of bath bombs. You can go ahead and put a little couple of candles. Don't burn your house down because don't say, don't call, don't send an email talking about, I, Toy told me to put candles in there. I burnt my house down. That ain't what I said. I said, get the candles, but do right. Pay attention, put them up. Make your bathroom an oasis, right? There are times when just having a magazine night, I used to sit and have these magazines that, you know, we all have coming in, but we don't have the time to read. I would line them up, choose maybe two or three and just read those magazines. It's a life changer. Knowing what's happening on those magazines, seeing sometimes the fashion, sometimes the stories of, you know, empowerment from other women are amazing. That is self-care. Taking a nap. A nap is my favorite thing. I've been taking these little naps here and there for the last two months. They've been life changing. They have saved the lives of myself and those in my home. Because now I don't have to be irritable. I don't have to be tired. I don't have to be exhausted. I can renew my mind from a simple nap. So you can make self-care as elaborate or as simple, but do something every day. Sometimes just going to bed early. Or sometimes going to bed on time instead of being on your couch there is nothing worse than you look up and it's already after midnight and you've been up and you have nothing to show for that time like if you're working you're getting stuff done possibly but when I look up and I've spent the last three hours that my kids have already gone to sleep and I've done nothing with those three hours when I come out of those three hours and if I am up I want to have like several blogs edited and done I want to have something recorded I want to have something you know together for the week for my for, for work like whatever but when you've spent like three hours and you didn't watch at least your favorite show and enjoy that moment or you just been up scrolling on the internet on your phone you're on instagram and you're on twitter and you know all this tea but you don't have that's it i don't like those nights so i try to find something that again every single day that fills my cup up just a little higher sometimes it may just fill my cup up to just a survival mode and it's okay to have those every now and again just don't make that a reality every single day 
So we have Vera. She's here. She's going to talk about self-care fails. We're going to talk about the things that she's reading, the things that we're bringing into our own lives, how she sees self-care because it's important. And then again, just having that conversation. I'm glad that you guys are here. We're back at season number four. I'm excited. We got guests. We are ready to go. And I just, you know, I'm grateful. So let's listen to what Vera and the conversation with Vera about self-care fails, how we approach and how she approaches self-care. What are her go-tos for self-care? And let's enjoy that conversation. All right. So today we have a very, very special guest. We have uh, Vera Fair. She is going to introduce herself and we are going to just have an amazing conversation about self-care. And Vera, go ahead and take it away. Thank you so much, Latoy. Really appreciate this. Um, it's quite an honor to be on your show. And I just, you know, I really love it. Thank you so much. No problem. So I'm, I am a working mother. I work a full-time job. And I have two um, lovely daughters, uh, five and nine. I'm also a wife to a wonderful husband. I, um, I, I'm also part of a lot of organizations. So I'm on a lot of different boards, uh, like external to my work. Also, um, I have a lot of responsibilities internal to work as well. A lot of extracurricular activities where I'm, I'm part of the, the board, the executive board, where um, there's a lot going on in my life. And and uh, quite often, there are times uh, I'm I'm feeling very overwhelmed with all the responsibilities that I have. So. And, you know, I completely understand that with my three, you know, trying to do all of the things, as we say. And how do you how do you blend? And we know that we have kids in the background because we, we're moms. So if you hear kids in the background, guys, for this episode, be aware that we're mommy. Um, and sometimes that requires us to be dual uh, titles at the same time. Um, so just as a preference to the, to the audience, but in the same token, like, what do you feel like? I know for me, when it comes to self-care, I, I attempt to do my best to try to do it every single day, but what are the things that you find that just gets in the way when it comes to self-care? It's a challenge. You really need to schedule it. And even when I schedule it, because I, I have a standing schedule on my calendar to work out every evening, you know, between nine and 10 PM. Right. And so many times I skipped it because, you know, the kids are still not asleep yet. I'm, I'm needing to work on something for work that needs to get done that night, you know, before the next day um, I have, you know, all these extracurricular activities where I'm a board member and you know, something's coming up, like an event's coming up, and I need to do some event planning. And so it's, it's so hard, even when it's scheduled, to yeah. even find that time to, you know, work out, or, you know, put a face mask on and just relax. Right. Because it's like, even like the smallest things when you're when you're talking about just like, even with the face mask, like I could sit there and put a face mask on and feel really good while I'm watching TV. But then I'll hear the little feet of people coming back down the steps that are asking me 21 things after I just put them to bed an hour before. And so now that's disruptive. But I, I personally used to have an issue with scheduling it um, because I felt like self-care should be one of those things that just naturally happens. And so I used to feel this, like, I used to be so upset about having to schedule. And then 
I would say, well, okay, what's wrong with scheduling it? Like some moms or some women may just, just feel like that whole scheduling their time may seem a little a nuisance because we're already scheduling our time for work. We're already scheduling our time with the kids. And so scheduling something else may seem so artificial. What do you say to that, to that woman that may feel that way? Absolutely. Uh, I feel like my, my life is overscheduled, <laughs> but with things like self-care, if you're not intentional about it, I feel like it's, it's just this extra thing that, you know, we, if we, if we don't make time for it, if we don't actually schedule it into our busy packed schedules, that it's not going to happen. You know, we can hope, we can hope all we want, but unless it's in the schedule, I feel like, you know, it's really hard to make it happen. And that's true. And that's why I said I had to move away from that thought process of saying scheduling is bad because I felt like, I know I was taught when I was younger, like to put your, treat yourself like a bill. And, and, and those types of reality is like you wouldn't let a bill go by and not take care of that bill without having to incur a late fee or something. But, you know, putting yourself as a priority is hard when you have the different titles that we have. It's like, you know, my, somebody else needs me. Somebody else needs me. And it's like, when are you going to take the time to just settle yourself out to, to take the time for yourself? But oh, it's absolutely. It's really hard. It's hard. Um, what are the, what are you, what is your go-to? Like, what's your self-care go-to? Like, what are the things that you gravitate towards when you think of self-care for yourself? Well, so I, I have a lot of different things that I've done in the past uh, when it comes to self-care. Uh, more recently, it's about, you know, the, uh, the Zoom, Zumba <laughs> or mm. Zoom, Zumba, but it's like Zoom, Zumba on Zoom. Zoom, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or other, you know, workouts that are on YouTube that I just kind of watch. Um, and, and then also, uh, like I, like I mentioned the face mask, you know, laying down and just giving myself like 10 minutes, 15 minutes with the face mask where I'm not doing anything, just relaxing, uh, even taking naps, you know, oh. I feel like taking a nap, <laughs> it can be so luxurious. Yeah. Uh, or even taking a shower. I mean, you know, longer <laughs> shower, yeah. a longer shower. I mean, instead of like rushing through and getting it done in five minutes, you know, really taking the time to be in there for much longer than, than usual. Um, or, you know, taking baths. Uh, but before COVID, I mean, I would go think, go to things like um, getting massages, getting mm. facials. Uh, there's also the um, sensory deprivation tanks where you go in <laughs> Yeah. And you, you kind of soak in this tank and there's like no sound or you can play music uh, or, and no lights. You're just in this tank. It's, it's called float therapy. You know, I've heard of it, but maybe I didn't realize what it was. I, I need to look, well, I know the world is supposedly open up. I'll give that some time, but eventually <laughs> I wanted to look into that. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned sleep because the last few weeks I have been like, you know what, let me give myself permission to take that nap. Oh uh, yeah. 15 minute, 20 minute nap, even 30 minute nap feels like you slept for hours. Then you can get up and feel like you had like the energy of a, ten, a thousand people, but yes, yeah, sleep is a form of self-care. So for all of you who are listening who keep acting as if sleep has to be like the last thing that you do sometimes just rejuvenate yourself for 15 to 30 minutes is great sleep in the daytime. I mean, not that I have a whole lot of it, but when I can, I have found myself when my body says I need to get sleep and then I don't do it. 
but I end up falling asleep and I'm like, see, that was what I needed right there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. I mean, it can be very basic. Right. I think we make things so hard. I mean, back in the day, and I say back in the day, we were talking about like last year before the pandemic, uh, when you were like, for me, I was like getting my facials every six weeks and I was doing, you know, these different things and I was feeling good about myself. I was glowing and floating, but then of course the pandemic has truly changed um, the way that we look at self-care. What were your, what did you find was your go-tos as far as self-care during the pandemic? I know we're slowly coming out of it, but what was your go-tos for while you were in it? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I would say my, my go-to personally would, would probably, so I love the face masks. I love just, you know, after, after a nice long shower, I lay down, I put the face mask on and I just relax, you know, and just have that time. I don't think people realize. So it's interesting. I started to read the directions because, you know, we know how to put a face mask on, right? Especially the paper ones where you kind of just lay it, the eyes is kind of put out for you. You kind of know how to put one on. But I don't think people realize that on the actual back of a face mask, like the paper ones, they tell you to lay down for 10 to 15 minutes and get that quiet time. I think we kind of skip over that because we're so used to like, I know what to do that we kind of glance right past that and we'll do all kinds of things. Like I've washed dishes while putting on a face mask. I'm like, okay, yeah, my skin is great. This is great for skincare. But if I'm doing this for self-care and taking that time out, I probably shouldn't be washing the dishes. Like I should probably laying down like the paper says. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're more talented than me. I um, I, I can't bend over. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I yeah, tasted like a little weird way, but I, I it stayed on. Oh, nice, nice. That's talent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, I also love to just you know take time to to do things that make me you know happy. You know, maybe listen to music and just you know like zone like zone <laughs> zone out a little bit, or uh, or even like taking a walk. You know, mm. going out, taking a walk. You know, if my husband's back home from work, I can like get out and, and just take a walk and, you know, just be in nature, maybe. <laughs> like we're plants, like we need sunlight every now and again, just 10, 15 minutes outside. And you know what? They, their studies have shown that 10 to 15 minutes a day actually does enlighten. It does help you. Um, it is a form of self-care and it's a great mental um, health uh, mood buster, because sometimes if you're having like a bad moment, if you go outside for 15 minutes, it actually can help you. So that's why I sometimes call myself a plant because I feel like we have to go outside. We need sunlight. We need to keep ourselves hydrated. We need all those things just like a plant does. Oh, that is so true. I love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the hydration, I, I forget to hydrate all the time. I do too. And I have to buy like one of those cups that have the reminders with the times on it. That's like, you're doing good way to go. Keep drinking. Like it's, Visually, it's like visually, I have to see like myself conquering the whole water, like drinking enough water is like, as you get on these zoom calls, and you're on meeting after meeting after meeting, and you're just talking and going like you're not taking the time to literally stop and say, Okay, I need to take a break. Let me drink some water. That is a really good idea. I love I love that. You know, having a marker on the bottle, yeah. 
to tell you when to drink. <laughs> now they have some fancy ones on Amazon, but honestly, you really could take a old, like a gallon of a, a jug and do it yourself and then just keep refilling the jug, which then saves the earth because then you're using the same thing and it's cost effective. You can get a, a jug of water for like 99 cents, but yeah, you could do it that way too. So, you know, everybody's like, it's so expensive, but it's so many cheaper ways to find around like the whole self-care. Oh, I love that. That is, that is so creative. <laughs> you know, that's a, such a good idea. DIY. DIY, oh, yeah. water container, and then you can write uh, inspiring messages on there yourself. Get the I love page. that. Yeah. That's awesome. What Absolutely. is the day for you when you feel like you have not given yourself self-care and you're really tapped out because you've had, like you said, you have so many meetings, you're on so many boards, and you've had one of those days where you feel like you're completely frazzled. How do you handle that frazzled moment? Like, what do you do? Do you have like something that you gravitate to that kind of helps to bring you back down? What do you do when you're having those types of moments? Oh, definitely. I I have those moments and <laughs> I, I hate to admit it, but it's often that I'd like for it to be. Uh, I, and I have to just center myself and get back to being mindful, mm -hmm. you know, mindful of the moment. And just think to myself, okay, I can only handle one thing at a time and just really focus and get it done and, and then move on to the next. And so for me, I love making lists. I, lo I love making to-do lists. Mm. And so I make a list. Okay. What are my priorities? What needs to get done when? And then what I, I will do is I'll just, you know, tackle each thing and just get back to mindfulness and really focus and, and not worry about the overwhelm, like the, the stack of things that I need to do, but just one thing at a time, just getting through the list. Right. Uh, or, or I take a moment and I, I ask Alexa to play a song for me. That's like high energy, you know, like a dance song and just get up out of my seat and just do a quick you know, dance right. for that song and then get back to what I'm doing. And I think I'm glad you said the movement part too, because I'm a list person. I love I'm a little addicted to lists. I love lists. And, um, but it does help you focus when you think about it in the days that I don't necessarily write a list is where my mind jumps to like from zero to a hundred, like all these different ideas are coming. You're not really dedicating where you want to start off first. So then you start trying your hand at all these different little spots. And in actuality, you're not really getting anything done. You're just touching at certain parts. So that's, that's very true. But the movement People take away that movement is key. I've been noticing with my children are actually still online for class. And I've been noticing that the teacher has been doing movement with them two times a day. So I noticed she does it kind of in the mid morning and then right after they come back from lunch as a way for them to um, express that last bit of, you know, they may have been outside playing because some of the kids are in school and some of the kids are online. So I find that she does that to kind of help them. And adults can do the same thing too. That we can move a little bit. Oh, absolutely. That's really necessary. I think for our, for our bodies to just, you know, get that energy, you know, like right. to, and for me, it rejuvenates me when I move. Yeah. You know, movement so. helps. Definitely. And it, it's almost aligned with music therapy. That's kind of what music, music therapy is all about is actually getting um, people to move um, and listening to certain songs that'll, you know, evoke a mood. And that's why, like, I like to make sure that whatever I'm listening to, if I'm stressed out, is going to be something that's a little bit more uplifting than something that's going to put me into a, like more of a negative headspace. Definitely. So what are like, what are the, I know we talked about 
you know, the things that you do for self-care. We talked about when you're in a frazzled mood. Um, what is it? How do you reward yourself mentally or emotionally when you feel like, okay, I've had this moment and I'm finally at a moment or I'm at the space where I'm really killing it. I'm doing great. Like, is there something that you do that's kind of like a reward um, for yourself because you have been, you know, really killing it. And, you know, cause we have these moments where we're not killing it. We have so many of them, but there are many moments when we are truly killing it. We're on top of the meetings. We're on top of everything. Like that sense of feeling when you feel like I've, I'm doing what I need to do. Like, how do you keep that going for a little longer? Like, how do you reward yourself with that? Well, that's a, that's a really good question. I love that. <laughs> I, I don't think I reward myself enough. You know, I, I think my reward would be more like development. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if I feel like I'm doing really well, like I'm on top of everything with work, with home, with, you know, all the different things I have going on, what I, what I'll do is I'll take the time for growth and development. Okay. So I'll say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this video that's for growth and development. Right. You know, or, you know, or watch, uh, you know, watch something that they'll help me in terms, cause I'm learning, I'm, I'm learning about how to be a better speech, you know, give speeches better. Right. I'm also uh, learning about how to, uh, to, how to be a better coach and um, right. leadership trainer. You know, so those are the things that I'm kind of working on in addition to everything else I have going on. So for me, <laughs> my reward is more work. <laughs> And for some people that actually works for them, you know what I mean? Like some people more work or having, like you said, you feel like it's more development. I know for me, like I like to, and I I don't know how I find the time too, but I'm always on the search for things that'll make me a little bit stronger. You know what I mean? And not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, and especially where it's going to help me in the, you know, in my, you know, work, how do you find that, that time, that balance between adding more to your plate? Like what's, what's your way of looking at things when you're like, okay, I'll take that meeting. And it's, you know, something that's extra, that's necessarily not something you have to do. Like, how do you, how do you put that into your thought process? Like, are you just like, okay, if someone reaches out or somebody needs something, you'll just say yes. Like, how do you, how do you say, where's the no? How do you balance the no and the yes? I'm really hard at saying, I mean, I, I have a really hard time saying no to things because I, I love to try new things and I love to, uh, I love to meet new people as well. And so for me, I, I have a hard time saying no to op- different opportunities. I just, you know, if, if it's something I can do, I generally will say yes. Okay. You know, you know, I, I have to think about it in terms of my time as well. You know, it's, um, it's quite limited, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, if it's something that I feel would be, you know, fulfilling to me, something that I would enjoy, then I typically will try to say yes to, to different opportunities. Okay. And lastly, you know, I feel like when you're around like-minded people, people always say you can't necessarily think like the people that you're around, but you can gravitate and think and, and see what they're, what they're reading, what they're into. If you could, what is your, if whether it's reading a book or maybe a podcast or even just anything that you are like, okay, I'm paying more attention to this person. Who is your top three that you're like on your radar right now? 
It could be male or female. That is like, like for me, I've been reading Oprah Winfrey's um, newest book. And although it's not for everyone, because it can be very triggering for trauma for people who have dealt with trauma, it's just like, okay, I'm reading that. And I also pre-ordered two other books, one with Tabitha Brown and another one with Gabrielle Union. What are your top three, like people that you're on the radar, radar for you right now? That's a great question. I love that. <laughs> so I, uh, let's see, I've been reading um, a lot of different books. I read a lot of bu- books in general. I just love to read. Yeah, so that's too. another thing I do in, in my uh, spare time. If I have time, <laughs> that's my, that's kind of my reward as well is like, right. Oh, I get, I get, you know, 30 minutes to read. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I love Vanessa Van Edwards. Okay. She runs a human behavior lab. And it's quite fascinating, all of the studies that she does. And she has a book named Captivate. Okay. And I absolutely love that book. It's a, it's really fascinating. It's about human behavior hacks. Oh, okay. So it's very, very interesting. Um, I also really like, um, so I recently heard about Jamie Kern Lima mm-hmm. and her inspirational book, Believe It. Okay. So I've been reading that as well. And, uh, and then another one that's more like work related is, uh, Gorik Ng, uh, mm-hmm. the unspoken rules. I've so heard it's about the un- yeah, it's the unspoken rules of, and you know, it's, it's all over Harvard business school. I think mm-hmm. they gave out a lot of free copies. I'm um, through Harvard business school. Uh, I, I bought my copy, uh, like right when it came out. Cause I was like, okay, oh, cause you're like, I gotta have it. <laughs> this is fascinating. I, you know, I need, I need to learn more because it's about the unspoken rules of how to be successful in the corporate space. Right. In the corporate world. Well, that's, they're fine. It's, it's, um, that's amazing to see that you, like I said, and that's why I say, I asked you that question because when people are like, always like, what's, what, what's the new recommendation on a book? That's a great way to introduce that. Something that you feel very strongly about that you're enjoying that you're liking because people are going to gravitate towards those things, especially when, you know, like I said, I know all the titles that you have and I know, um, you're first of all, extremely phenomenal. And listen, let me just tell everybody, like, she's really phenomenal. And I know she tried to just, you know, play it safe, but she's, she, does a lot. And so Vera, I am so, first of all, very happy and so blessed for you to be here with us just to have that conversation because we need more people, especially women talking about, you know, self-care and the things that they're doing, especially with you being in corporate, like how you're handling the the titles, the, the hats, the mini hats that we all wear. And, you know, also being a mom and a wife, and not that every woman has to be a wife and a mother, but when you add on these extra titles, they come with extra responsibilities that then becomes harder to juggle with the life that you're trying to you know, attain. So um, I'm grateful for your space, just being here and talking with us. Is there anything lastly that you would like to leave with the people to let them know, like, um, is there anything that you're like working on that you may want them to know, or just like anything that you want to encourage another woman that may be listening to this and is really struggling with trying to you know, figure out her space and her way. You know, we all have had our ups and downs in life. And I always find that hearing from somebody else that, you know, you're going to be okay, that it looks bad, but it's always going to turn like hearing that encouragement always helps someone else. Oh, definitely. That. Thank you so much. And it's been an honor and a privilege being on your podcast today. Thank you. I, I really appreciate being asked. Um, I, I'll just say uh, I've had some ups and downs in my life. And, you know, what in my in my darkest moments, I, I feel like 
you know, it's not going to get any better, but it absolutely does. You know, you, you come out the other end and you're stronger and better and, you know, just really, I think it's important for us all to love, love ourselves mm. you know, and give ourselves the grace because I don't think we do that enough. We were so hard on ourselves. Um, you know, we're the most influential person to ourselves. Yes. You know, that, that, that internal self-talk is so critical to, to who we are and, and, um, and then our feeling about our identity. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that ends up being so critical to, you know, to our well-being. you know, what we, what we say to ourselves, what we think about ourselves, you know, so please be positive about yourself. Right. You know, don't, don't talk negative to yourself. You know, give yourself grace, know that you're wonderful, know that you're awesome. And, you know, that's, that's how you should show up in the world is, is just believing that. I agree. And I'm glad you said the word grace. Cause like you said, we don't give ourselves um, enough grace. We'll give another person more grace than we would even for five seconds extend to ourselves. When reality is if you're showing up every day, intentionally, even if you make a thousand one mistakes, the fact that you're showing up with intention of doing good things, eventually you'll be mapped out with someone who can help you where you're going astray. I feel like we'll connect with someone that can help us to become a better, or we'll find it within ourselves to do better too. And so grace is, you know, grace is sufficient. And we have to realize that it's enough to carry us through our day. And then whatever we don't have the the one day, we'll get more for the next, whatever is there for us. It was already planned for us to do so much better. And we're doing better than we can even imagine. We are definitely. And something that I recently realized is uh, people don't expect perfection from you. They expect the best version of you. Mm. And so if you're giving it your 100% and it's the very best that you can give, I mean, you just need to be proud of yourself for that. And that's what people expect is that best version of you. And that's a whole world. So what did you think? Vera is one of the most down to earth women that I've met in a long time. I don't even think I've ever been in the presence of someone who has that the level of corporate job. I will not say where she works and all that other stuff, but the level of corporate that she does and the hats that she wears and still is just one of the most humblest women you women you've ever met. She that is Vera. She and I met over lunch club and instantly just having so much in common just instantly clicked. So I'm grateful that she took the journey of having and being here on conversations with toy talking about self care, pay attention to her books that she gave. Listen, go ahead and get you those books. If, the, if it sounded interesting, go ahead and get your Google on get those books. Why? I believe that what you what you read, what you surround yourself with matters. And that's exactly why I asked her that question. Because you know, when you want to look to people who are successful in their own right, their success isn't just because of their knowledge, their success isn't because of the things that they just, you know, acquire, a lot of it has to do with their mind and what they're what they're bringing their minds around. So when you see somebody that has as many accolades as she does, because let me tell you, she played it safe, but Vera is a dynamic bombshell of a woman and so just seeing 
the things that she's reading, the way that she thinks, how she's trying to get all those things in balance. That is the type of stuff that you want, those type of people that you want to have around you and not just have around you because you want to receive something, just have around you and just have that knowledge of knowing someone that's that, that, that amazing. So Vera, I wanted to say thank you for joining us in the conversation of self-care. It's important. It doesn't matter if you're the janitor or if you're the CEO and everything else in between. No one is lower or higher than the other. But when you see somebody that is that declarated and all the things that they have accomplished and they're like, listen, you still need to fill your cup. This is how I fill my cup. Don't think that for two seconds you don't have to do the same doesn't matter what you do. You got to understand that no matter what is going on in your life, you have everything that you need, even when it looks like you don't have enough. I promise you, I personally am a living witness that if you just continue to try, it's nothing worse than watching someone who has just forgotten about themselves and has given up on life. You can see it in their countenance. You can see it in how they move every single day. And when that type of energy is put out into the earth, it's not about what you didn't have. It's not about what you didn't do. It's a fact of you giving up. And people don't gravitate towards that energy too much. Not, not the good people who want to do something about themselves. They, they don't gravitate towards that. They gravitate toward people who fell 20 million times, but get right back up. You know, Leah said it best. At first, you don't succeed dust yourself off and try again. It sounds crazy that I would even talk about Aaliyah and using that, but think about it. If you figure out that you've continued to fail, you feel like you're failing. I would rather fail at trying than Norway knew I failed because I never tried. And I've had those moments, right? I've talked about them plenty of times, but I've had those moments where you try to go do something and it just does not click. But you know what I found in those moments that it didn't click? I was either aligned with someone who showed me a way to make it click or I found that I was had to fine tune that 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 desire, right? Whatever it is that I was looking to do, I just had to fine tune it in some type of way. So I want you to do that today. Take care of yourself. I know you don't think your spouse is going to do it. Can we just talk about that for five seconds? I used to put all this energy into my husband when he was my boyfriend, my fiance at times, and I would want him to come in and figure it out. He can't figure me out. That's my job. He can support me through the journey, but it's not his job. And so many times I would put that stake into him to do it. And he would be doing everything he can to make me happy. But you can't make somebody happy that's not already happy. The saying of happy wife, happy life only works when you have a wife that chooses to be happy on whether she's with him or she's not a wife that chooses to be happy because at the end of the day, she's happy within her own skin. When you already raggedy and you just like, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want, I don't want to do nothing. And when I say raggedy, I don't mean you being a raggedy person. I'm saying you have these raggedy attributes. You want somebody else to come in and do the work. That's actually your work. It's almost like having like I'm a twin. I have a little brother. It's almost like when your mom says for you to do something, but you give it to somebody else and you wonder why you got in trouble because it wasn't for them. It was for you. That's what I mean. Some things that are for you, you've been pushing it off from somebody for so long because it's their responsibility. At least that's how you told yourself that it was. But guess what? The reason why you failed in that is because it wasn't somebody else's responsibility. It was yours. That was your work. So stop passing your work off to other people and get on in there and do your work. And your work, your greatest work isn't the titles that you have. It isn't the hats that you wear. 
It's in how you take care of yourself. It's how you show up for yourself. And if you can't show up for yourself, for you, the world will see you however you present yourself and you got to show up. Sometimes the work is just showing up. So be encouraged. I'm so grateful to be back. I know we kind of hit you kind of a little hardish, kind of a little soft in places, but that's how it works. So I want you to do your work. I want you to be like Vera in the, in the sake of finding things that build you up. Don't be ashamed to take that time out and do the work and just show up with intention. And like she said, grace, there's so much grace in whatever it is that you're doing, it will work out. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.